When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Mahant looks to find Mata. It's defended, but it's now Radoslavovic. Radoslavovic now looks for Johan Branifak. Does find Branifak. Dangerous opportunity here for Sligo Rovers. Chance now. Mata! It's in! Sligo Rovers have scored. It's Max Mata! Sligo Rovers take the lead here at Richmond Park. There is 55 and a half minutes gone. It is St. Patrick's Athletic nil. Sligo Rovers won. Max Mata with his ninth goal of the season. The league's top scorer. He scores again, and delight for Sligo Rovers and John Russell. They take the lead here at Richmond Park. Welcome along to episode 94 of the Bitterhead Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan in the hot seat this week. Delighted to be joined by Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Fantastic, Ronan. Donald Kelly, how's things? How are the world, Ronan? Thank you. What's the crack, David McGee? All good now, Ronan. Thanks very much. And welcome back, Sean Dunn. How's things, Ronan? All good, Sean. All good. So this week... We will look back on a mixed. I'd wish it if I could, but I can't. Don't go on. Mixed fortunes on the pitch. Uh, there was the defeat to Shams and the victory over Pats. We'll look up over those games. We have four cases to watch out to give away from those two games. We will hear your shouts from the shed end, and we will be joined also by Mark Rossler to look ahead to the upcoming game on Saturday night against Dundalk. So first of all, lads, go back to Saturday, Friday night, first of all, in Tala. I start with yourself, Sean. Um, you know, well, it's not nice losing, and I suppose losing up there as well, but there was positive points you could take from that game. Oh, definitely, Ronan. Look, it's one of those ones where usually now if we lose the shams, I'm kicking stuff through the house and just like an absolute briar for fucking three or four days after, never mind three or four hours. Um but weirdly, even at full time, like I was obviously annoyed we lost, but there was so many positives I took out of that. The performance itself, uh, we were exceptional. And the biggest thing I'd looked at is when you have the likes of Stephen Bradley and all that coming out after the game and praising us, you know you've done something right because they don't praise anyone. Like, you know what I mean? The world, the world revolves around shams and that's it. They don't, they don't like to praise anyone. They don't like to mention anyone else, but... Even they praised us, and then I seen a couple of journalists and everything just saying how good we were, and even people that just watched the game neutrally were even raving about how good we were. And it's because we were. We were the biggest frustration of the whole thing was our final, our final ball in the final third. It was, it was painful at times to be honest with you. Uh, we we just never made the right decision. And you know it's it's been a bit of a, a team so far this season. It's just overplaying a bit, but you know, and it's it's been a bit of a downfall for us. But you know, it it will come good. It's I think personally, I just think it's a case of the team gelling together and just you know finding out little bits and pieces about each other because it is a very new team. 
But um, just the other night, it's just one of those games where you have to take your chances because they get two opportunities, and that's all they get throughout the game. Two opportunities, and they take them because they're not good of a side. They will punish you. Look, we fought hard. We got back into the game and probably probably could have and should have stole something out of it with Max's header towards the end. But overall, very impressed and extremely impressed with the setup of the side. Defensively and everything, we were really good. Obviously, we're caught for the two goals, but so we got, you know, two mistakes from one young player. And then Greg, unfortunately, gets caught out for the second one. But uh, look, as I said, look, there's plenty of positives to take from the game. And you could dissect it for hours. There's just that much through it. But, you know, I, I was really impressed with it. While it's, it's, it's a loss, there's, as I said, it's a good loss, if that makes any sense. We said, we said though, a few times, we, yeah. said, we, just, we said a few times as well, though, Ron, that, look, you know, sometimes you can, I suppose, overthink these things and overanalyze it as fans and, you know, go and watch it and, and enjoy it for what it was. And as Sean said there, like, you know, normally be kicking the cat around the house like your man Kurtzuma, but uh, you'd be that annoyed. But, you know, it was actually, it was a really, really good end-to-end game of football played by two good football sides. And as much, nobody likes defeat, but as much as you, you could like the game, it was definitely one for uh, for liking. And Greg Bulger getting his first goal for Sligo Rovers, Dublin. Uh, yeah, it was it was great, uh, Ron. I was, I was delighted for for Greg and to have to say like Shan's first goal. Can't remember who scored, but I, I thought it came off his shin. I thought it was an awful, just a fluky connection. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, no, look, it's, it's uh, when you when you fellas leaving leaving Tala, beating themselves up, feeling bad in the dressing room after after not uh, getting at least something out of the game. It's it, I think it, it speaks volumes. So, you know, it's, uh, oh, look, it's not, obviously you want to come away with something after the game. We didn't come away with something, but I think the fact that we, uh, the fact that we went on to uh, kind of grind out uh, three points over in, uh, over in Richmond Park then uh, uh, only a couple of days later, uh, it just showed the kind of mental character of the team. So over over the weekend, I don't I don't think you should look at Shams game nice situation. I looked over over 180 minutes as opposed to 90. Uh, I thought we played fantastic, well deserved to get something. But over the or the performance over the weekend was just exactly what you wanted to see. And David, moving on then to the Pats game, you know, it was as Don mentioned that the 180 minutes was pretty well, you know, very positive and not that I suppose St. Pat started the brighter, but I suppose it kind of just. Once again, kind of showed it was another another standout performance, and certainly, like it, w- it was great to, I suppose, this time come away with a win. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've been shafted by the the, the fixtures over the bank holiday again. You know, it's two trips to Dublin. No other side, as far as I'm aware, have done that. And um, but coming away with three points was vital, especially in the manner of how we played in Tala, because we were so good. And there's, as, as the lads have said, there's so many positives to take out of it. And um, Coming away with three points is ultimately what you would have wanted as a bit of a bounce back win, despite the, the positive performance. Yeah, Pat started the brighter. We we settled in and grew into the game then. And not the prettiest of games of football, to be honest. Um, a very different performance to to the Friday night. Um, there wasn't as much slick build up, but yeah, look, the lads were excellent again. As Donald, I think, said it shows their character. Um, and, and going through the the backroom staff right into the players that. They did deserve more than they got on Friday night, and they took that in and, and just stuck to the game plan. Sat in a little bit more, but um, 
but went and, and won the game with a, with another fantastic goal. You know, you're watching it live and, and you're delighted when it happens. Um, but when you see it back, you see the highlights package, whatever, later on, or you see the clip with Dunner posted on Instagram, it's just, it's pure football again. And we, we do seem to score. We don't like to score bad goals. Um, and that shows how things are progressing as well. And as I said a little bit earlier, very, very different performance I felt from Friday night. But the main thing is we came away with three points. Um, they're not going great. But at the same time, we needed a bounce back win. And that's ultimately what we got. So happy days for, for, for Monday night. And it puts us in another good positive spin coming into the game against Dundalk on Saturday evening. Yeah, I suppose the, the most uh, for me really was uh, the character of the team. Um, look, we played lovely football, particularly in the first game, second game, you know, we sat in a little bit more and, and grounded ground out. Um, but just the character and the resilience of the team, because look, for me, that's always probably the most important thing is that lads will roll their sleeves up and get stuck in and, you know, kind of have that fight and, and grit and, and stuff like that. That always, I don't know, I'm just kind of old-fashioned like that. But, like, you know, we had all of that over the, the 100, 180 minutes, and particularly in the second game. And I think even in Oshin Lang and in the interview afterwards said, you know, like, uh, the Rovers players were, like, literally lying on the pitch at the end of the game. But if there was any team that could go for another 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever the, whatever it need, whatever it took to get the results, they were going to do it. And that, for me, is the most pleasing thing. Because as a fan... You want to see players dig in and fight for your club, and in fairness, they've done all of that and more. And yeah, that's why you know made the questions a little bit in the past, just said that. But you know, they've shown us umpteen times between coming back and and being resilient, and just it was great to get the clean sheet. We got our noses in front, and then we clapped the clean sheet. And I think if Pats have been here there until. This time next year, they wouldn't have scored. I think it was that sort of determination, and we just got stronger and stronger in that regard. So, for me, that was that was brilliant. Um, really pleasing to see. And I was a little bit worried, like because Bulger has been having a storm of a season, and when he was out, you're kind of oh fuck, you know. But I suppose the biggest compliment you can give anybody is that you know we didn't miss him on the night, and I, I mean that in the best possible way. Like, no, I think as well you look at it, you know, it's just. It's a really pleasing performance and, you know, the clean sheet is what we've been screaming for all season so far. So to get that was, it's vital. And, you know, you top it off with scoring an absolutely beautiful goal in what in which we did. But, like, you know, I think people are too quick to turn around so, as well, you know, and say, oh, Pats, we're in a bit of disarray. That, like, ah. You know, and that's not fair because we completely nullified them. We didn't give Chris Forrester a sniff. Yeah. Oh, we Any threat they had, we completely nullified. They didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, Sean, they've got fellas on, and this isn't even an exaggeration. And like, look, it's not, it's not a closed secret. But they've got lads on three and four, f- three and four grand a week. Yeah, individual players like, and they didn't get fucking Yeah, you know, he'd done nothing all game, and you know that was down to us, nothing else. Yeah. You know, it was down to the setup of the team. Like Russell had it spot on in the evening, and going back to what you know Donald was saying earlier on is. You know, the continuation on from Friday night from the Shams game, like that was a very, very difficult fixture to come into. The time of day, like a, an afternoon kickoff after a really disappointing result in Tala, you know, it would have been easy nearly to get turned over by a fucking shitty goal in the first few minutes and then kind of just wither away. But it was the furthest thing from that. We looked fresh as a daisy. Yeah. 
And do you know what? It was absolutely roasting up there as well. Yeah. It looked it. It did look at Jerry. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a lovely color, but well, honestly, God, it was roasting. So it, it actually it reminded me of uh, the game uh, between the European Games last season, the one where we lost one nil. Those those kind of fine margins yeah. that uh, yeah. that 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 I suppose define the define your season. Like as Oshin Langan said, like we wanted more after the game. It was it was us that were Jerry just alluded to there. It was us that were driving on. It was us that were putting the bodies on the line. That were making the blocks and stopping a couple of things. I thought Nando. Just watching Nando, the way he was talking to the ref, like, and he was kind of chatting the whole way through the game, I was really impressed with that because I suppose with Bulger, with Bulger missing, you might miss that kind of character on the pitch. But I, I thought, in terms of him kind of managing the game, I was, I was just really impressed. He was just, I saw him in constant contact with the um, uh, with the referee. So he's, you know, like I was delighted that there was there was somebody that was going to step up and do that, be that that leader. And I know he's the captain's armband on him, uh, but he, I thought he did that very well. And also. Um, when Corley and uh, Lafferty come on, I, I look two seasoned heads that help see through see the game out and you know, just grind out the win and you know small making the right decisions like with the ball in the corner. I know Frank actually got he nearly he could actually score a second uh, later on in the game, but yeah. um, I was kind of saying just go for the corner, go for the corner, go for it. He took a shot, and he didn't really score, but when Corley on the pitch, they just managed the game and saw it out very well. So look, I thought it's just. It was a gritty performance, and I loved it. There's, there's sometimes there's nothing better than a just a saucy one nil win, like you know. That's yeah. you know when you're talking about Nando as well. There, like their leadership qualities that are coming through in him, and like his overall play, everything has developed this year. He's come on, he's come on leaps and bounds. So he has, and I think that's just another bow to his. You know, his, 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 his physicality as well. Yeah, you know, and people Old forget Dolphin. like he's only twenty three. Yeah, yeah, like it's frightening. Like he's not even close to being in his prime yet. Like you know, we've we've an outstanding centre half on our hands. Like so, and the fact that he's coming in there, he only signed in last season. And the fact that you know Russell has given him that responsibility of being the captain when Greg isn't on the pitch, you know that's a huge compliment to him in itself that he gets that responsibility. But what there was one, two major things in the game for me, and I think they'll. They'll really come into play later on in the, throughout the season now as well. Is one about twenty minutes into the game, John Mahan wins a header, just in just inside our half, just in around the, the edge of the centre circle, and it's given a foul against. I forget who it was that he went up against, but um, he fouled Mahan. But Mahan rose like a salmon and won the ball, but also won the free. And just that, it just seems like. I could be completely wrong, but it was just me watching the game. I seen it. After that, just it seemed like John came back to himself. Like any kind of nervousness that was ever in his game in the last few weeks, or anything, it just all seemed to disappear. And it was just the old John man that, that we were used to. I thought he was absolutely immense, and his confidence just looked like it skyrocketed after that. It was one of those challenges that you just expect the John man, where he just cleans everything out in front of him. And then the second one was McNicholas right at the end, where he comes and claims that ball. And I think that is going to be huge for Luke going forward because it's something people have questioned him on is his bravery in the box and coming to claim stuff. And that was huge because it was a goal. It, they were they, That was the equaliser. It was on a play for, um, I think was it I think it was Mourinho or something. Was it? But it was about to land on his head anyway. And just Luke comes out of nowhere oh, and, yeah. and just settles everything down for us again. 
And I just thought they were two massive moments in the game. Just just when we're talking about leadership and just bits and pieces like that, I just thought, you know, they were they were really big for us and for the players themselves. You know, so you probably you probably got a settle back five there now, really, you know. Uh, back five probably picks itself. And um, any good team, your back five picks itself. Yeah, and, and look, any any team that's successful, Jerry, is always built off a of good defence. No matter yeah. what happens. Like even look yeah. at the year we get into Europe there, like it's it's that combination of Buckley and Man. That's what gets us yeah. in. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a, that that's not getting carried away now because it's a first clean sheet. But if you look at it, you know, who there's not many players in the league now you'd swap in that back five, right? You know, I know Lucas had his mistakes and stuff like that, but what keeper in the league hasn't? There's not one standout, you know, there's not one standout keeper in the league at the moment. Um, you know, Talbot, completely overrated. Manus is ready for the pension. There's no other keepers in the league that you'd be saying, oh, I like him over Luke. I think Luke could get better. Uh, right back, Ranafag. Swap anybody for him? No. Uh, Pinecker, in my opinion, is the best defender in the league currently. John Mahan is... Uh, I'm not sure about what you were saying, Sean, there about, you know, it clicked for him in that moment. But I think that game in general, I think kind of solidified his his position and his confidence. And I think he's definitely getting back to where he was. Uh, and it's the first glimpse that we've definitely seen of him. So again, even I think uh, for the brief bit I heard from uh, Mark, you know, he was saying himself and Connolly, you know, a season or two ago, we're the best defenders in the league. So you've got Mahan there, right? And then uh, left back, uh, Hudson, fucking outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Like, he's the modern day fullback. Both of them are, you know, they're able to bomb on, uh, great crossers of the ball, uh, getting assists, good defenders. They've got it all. Not starting on the rest of the team, but that back five, there's no one in the league that you would swap for them. So if that gives me a lot of confidence going forward. And that's not, as I say, overreaction just to get one uh, clean sheet. Um, I just It just gives me good confidence going forward. And I don't think I'd swap any of them. There's very few I'd swap the league for any of the lads there. But Jerry, it's, a good, off, it's a good unit. Going off what you're saying, like you can't back it up an awful lot more than that because... You know, you look at the goals we've conceded this year. It's not from teams tearing us apart where we're caught all over the place and stuff. It's just down to stupid mistakes that, that are rectifiable. Like, you can fix all that. And, you know, we nearly proved it the other day. You know, we stopped. We cut out all the mistakes. Even defending set pieces, we were excellent. They caused us yeah. no trouble from them. You know, we were we, strong. Yeah. And like, well, you we know, probably, we, we've probably been very unlucky with injuries, too. As in, like, if you go down through the the team lineups since the start of the season, that back five has played very infrequently. Yeah. I think that's probably about two games in a row they've played. Maybe if I'm if I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong. Like, it's not because Clancy started against Shams. So yeah. So, but you could see. I I just I just have, and I'm not one for getting carried away or anything like that. But I, I just I think there's a good unit there. I really do. I fully agree with you. I think there's a, you know, throughout the whole team, like even, you know, go from the start of the season, like I don't think we've had a, the same 11 start a game two games in a row. You know, yeah. with, knocks, with knocks and suspensions and stuff like that. And 
when you're integrating 10 new players into a squad, that's hard going. So to be as competitive as we are without playing a settled side, like I was just even chatting to Gary Buckley today and, you know, Gary was just, he was complimenting the team and everything, just saying how good it was. But he was even saying, he goes, realistically, we've played off a squad of 13 players so far this season. Yeah. You know, when we actually have a squad of about 20 odd, you know, so that just goes to show you there's been a lot of knocks and a lot of suspensions and stuff like that throughout the team already. So, like, when all that settles down and it is starting to settle down, I think there's a good few of them coming back for this week. So, you know, that's only going to create more competition for places, which in which entail makes improves everybody because to be in the team, you've got to be on top of your game. So that just benefits us going forward. And You have to compliment, compliment Russell as well, like, like that change, I know probably Barlow's wasn't as great as game certainly in in uh, against Pats, uh, but like that that uh, bringing on Stefan like nearly made an instant change and just even just for the goal alone just like oh man it was it was a touch of class and uh, like just quality to, to to have that quality on the bench that can bring on an impact game like the way that he did is it's uh, it's 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 a, it's a sign of good side as well like you no. Know? And don't you're banging on because like his pass out to Branifac is inch perfect. Like it, it, it just it sets it up perfectly for Branifac just to take a touch and then put the ball in the box for Max. Like, but I thought Stefan's work off the ball was unbelievable the other day. He worked his socks off when he came on, and even towards the end of the game, there I think you touched on it already about Levac's chance. Yeah, like he he chases down that ball. He gets he gets it under control, and he doesn't panic. He just he keeps his calm, just keeps control, and he actually just see he catches the run of Levac and he plays that ball into Frank to make that run and get that chance off. Like and, you know, it's just keeping possession for us in a crucial time. Whereas other players might have panicked in that, but like he does look a player, yeah, and like yeah. I can't wait to see him get a run of games as well. Yeah, but it's a goal. confidence as well, lads. The fact that you know, I know the clean sheet will give players confidence, but. Like John Mahan knows that he has someone like Nando beside him, so it's probably more. I don't know. Does this confidence kind of? I don't know. Does it spread throughout the team? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it does. If you, if if someone else is playing well, it, it's going to boost someone else's game because even if some, you know, say centre halves, for instance, not going naming names for anyone because they don't want to be saying someone's playing bad when they haven't been playing bad. But if your centre-half partner is playing well, he might bail you out of a mistake that you've made. So, until he, he'll cover you in one, in one respect and you'll get over that and then you can get back on your game yourself. And it goes for full-backs as well, in midfield, all over the pitch. Confidence breeds confidence. Whereas mistakes will breed mistakes throughout sides as well. So, well, it's like if, if, you've, if you have a shaky goalkeeper, it fucking torments the back four in front of them. They're never settled because they're worrying about what's going on behind them. So as if you have a confident, say Luke McNicholas now, going forward, if he's confident, he already installs a lot of confidence in his back four and they feel better as a unit. They're going to be more settled. And it, that's and that generates throughout the whole team. Playing football, that's from every age going up. That's the way it's always been. And you're bang on running. It does. Confidence just breeds confidence throughout the rest of the side. And hopefully that's what we can get going now and we can push forward from this. Not to say, like, a clean sheet isn't vital now against Dundalk. It's not like you have to get consecutive clean sheets or anything like that. It's just the fact that we can go away from home against a good side like Pat and get our clean sheet. That's progression. And that's really positive. All you have to do now is 
easier said than done, obviously. But let's go away to is come home now to Dundalk and get the result because what we need to do more importantly is put a consecutive set of results together now, it's like two wins on the bounce. That's what we need to start doing because for any team to get Europe now has to start putting a run together. I know we're still very early in the league, but if we can start putting a run of games together and maybe create a bit of a distance, that allows us in maybe five or six games' time that we can maybe lose one, draw one, that you'll just have made this little bit of a gap because it, it, this crack of it just being you win one and then you lose one and you're back down fucking third from bottom, that's not good because that that just frustrates fans as well. And then there's there's mad calls coming all over the place. Like even seeing it now with Colin Healy getting the sack at, at Cork, like that's absolute mental carry on. There's absolutely no need for that whatsoever. And you don't want to get caught up in that basket case stuff. I don't think, I think you're you 100% right. And what you're saying there as well, like playing really well on Friday was great. Okay, we didn't get the result. I thought he was as a bounce well, back but... win against Pats. And now, as you said, if you can you can breathe some confidence through that back five, you get the likes of Fabrice back. Not that Frank hasn't been playing it, hasn't been playing well, but Fabrice is, is one of the most dangerous players, if not the most dangerous player in the league. And you've got three out of your next four games at home. The one away game after Shells in a couple of weeks is Cork away. They may get a bounce off someone coming in as as teams that are in trouble tend to do when they get somebody in. But that's that's another game you'd be looking. None of them are nailed on three points, but you definitely fancy yourself to go down and come away with three points down there as well. So for I look Derry or Derry, they're they're going all right as well. But I would be looking for a huge haul of points by the time we get to the end of May or the start of. June when we're away to Bohemians yeah you take it one game at a time but if we can start building as you said there Sean with a win against Dundalk again a clean sheet isn't vital but you win that the heads are up even more the tails are up even more and you're breeding real confidence throughout the time things are starting to gel whether it's defensively whether it's offensively or both because we've we've been saying all year it's going to click and someone's going to catch a serious beating hopefully it's Saturday night it could go to shells and then we give them give them their comeuppance as well because we owe them because we should have been training up in the last game, home and hosed at half time, but it didn't go there. It didn't go that way. You win the two on the balance there, you're flying down to Cork, and then you've got Derry at home in the 27th. You know, and it's it could be a very, very different picture if all goes their way come the end of the month. Pitch is seriously improving as well. It's like in it's it's in great nick now. It's completely different to what it was like a month or so ago. And you can even see the pitch up in uh like we played Shams and we played Pats. And it's no coincidence that both those pitches were pristine as well. Um, Pats wouldn't be famously a great pitch, but it was in great shape there on Monday. So it really helped our game. Um, there was none of this thing where players, I know we said it umpteen times, but there was none of this t- players where had, uh, had to take a nervous touch or a touch before they could knock it. Well, the pitch was pretty good and you can see it in the showground as well. It's definitely improving. Definitely helps going forward. I just see that fellas, uh, even that the 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 bit red form kind of question. What's people's obsession with the pitch? But like, really? Oh. Yeah. Well, it, like I suppose, like the fact that if you have a good surface, and as you said, Jerry, like you're not looking to take a second touch, or you're not second guessing what way the ball is going to bounce to you. You know, like for for a team like us that are, are a good pass team, a good football team, that surface makes makes all the difference. So, yeah. the surface and the more well. I- yeah, I suppose the obsession is what it is. That that's what you play on. That's like saying, why would a guitar player have an obsession with the guitar he plays? That kind of it's kind of obvious, isn't it? Not exactly. 
you think so? Yeah, look, and, and fairness, we're, we're, we're saying that the obsession we're saying at the moment is that it's improving, it's getting better, it's brilliant, we're happy. So no negatives are, are I suppose the only frustration we had at the start of the season that it wasn't, the guitar wasn't tuned and now it's starting to get tuned up, so happy days. I think you'll see us. And in fairness, used to that going on, I, I was kind of arguing with you on it. And, but yeah, look, it's it's definitely it's definitely improving and it's going to make us a better team. Go back to this time last season when the pitch was like a bog and yeah. the, every second person was given a lot of think about it. So that's, that's why the obsession is there as to why it's so good now this year. And it's yeah. it only has improved football and the team. So yeah, that's the obsession. And one man that's certainly on tune this season, Donald, is uh, Max Matter. You're stealing my uh, guitar thing there now, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Ronan, I I think uh, like you've drawn my attention to it. That every time you commentate for a game, it needs to be acknowledged, Ronan, that uh, Max yeah. scores. So I I think in some form, like even if you're not in commentary for Ocean FM. Or for the LOI TV, I think we need just to get you to start live streaming games and refund you, no problem at all. But we just want to see more goals from Max, so keep up the good work going. Don't just even sit in the stand with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, just talk to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I listen to you. I stand beside you, Ronan. I just listen to you commentate, no problem. That's fine, don't. No problem. We yeah. always listen to you, Ronan. Thanks very much. And listen, it's just, it's just his goal, his, his goal nurse from just before, before we finish this. I, I thought, like, like it was him that won the ball and failed. He he lays the ball off, breaks into the box. I mean that that jump for the header. Oh my god! Is like oh, it's a thing of beauty and uh, quality finish. Like as soon as he jumped for that ball, you just knew there was no stopping him. That ball is going back the net. He's nearly hanging there. Yeah, like, yeah. God, it's, it's like it's like someone pressed pause. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unreal, unreal. Like he's he's really like great desire to get there from laying yeah. the ball off to finishing it. Yeah. So fair play, Max. And it's an amazing too, though, lads. Do you know when a fella gets game time and a run of game time, what's the commander? It's it's all it's everything they need, Jerry. So yeah, I remember chatting to Casey. I think I already say, said it on the pod ages ago, but I remember chatting to Ryan there in preseason. And um, he says, you've only ever seen 60% of what Max Matt is capable of. He says, wait and see what comes from this boy. He says, he, him, him and John rated him that high. He says, he's top, top class. And they're bang on. Yeah. He was good for us last year. There's no two ways about that. He showed glimpses of what he's capable of. But it's what he's been able to put together so far this season has just been incredible. Yeah. And Reese Hutchison is another one. Like, you know, there I was reading a, a thing uh, online some lad over in chat, the local newspaper in uh, in chatting and whatever done a piece with Reese during the week there and uh, like Reese couldn't get into the 18 uh, match day squad for Chatham. he went to Ilkston I think played a few games for them just to kind of get a bit of match fitness came over to ourselves and now he's on the verge of getting a new contract with with Chatham. and again that all comes back to, to game time enjoying your football and uh, doing what comes naturally to you and just thriving, absolutely thriving. And now he's on the verge of getting a new contract for Cheltenham. And I think if, before we panic, I think he's more than likely going to finish the season out with us, which is, you know, it's great for Reese, it's great for Rovers and it's great for Cheltenham. So it just shows you game time, you know, like a, a lad that, you could see lads like that walking away from football in the past. That's the reality. Yeah. yeah, that's the reality. And, you know, there's so many players out there Battling for positions, like if he had left Cheltenham 
you know, he he was on the way out the door, I imagine, like his his contract was up. Now he's on the verge of getting a new one. Uh, because he came here and I keep saying it that Sligo Rovers is an unbelievable platform for players and but uh, that cannot cannot be stressed enough that it is an unbelievable platform for players and Reese Hutchinson Max Mata are two unbelievable examples of that and and they are Jerry and you're bang on the money because they even go to Max never mind what he's doing for us look at what it's got him he's into the New Zealand squad and starting yeah. with New Zealand and regular game time when he's with them now so like that didn't come off the off the back of nothing. That's off his performances with here. So the exposure is there with Sligo Rovers. If you come here and do well, you'll be rewarded down the line for us. After the game against Shams and the game against St. Pat's, we asked for your shouts from the shed end. You can send them in on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 or on email to podcast at B-O-R-S-T dot I-E. And we can hear those now. This is Sean from America. Friday at Shams. Uh, thoroughly enjoyable game to watch. A uh, bit frustrating. We couldn't put it together in the final third and uh, blow them out because we completely uh, dominated them uh, the majority of the game. And I, other than that, I thought everybody was great. Uh, Bolger was excellent. And uh, it was just uh, a great performance. Too bad we couldn't get uh, the goals needed to win it. And, uh, you know, that's why they, they're the champs, because they take their chances. But we're so close. I mean, you can see it right there. If we could just put it together in the final third, uh, we'd be... We'd be uh, going somewhere in this league. But uh, on to Monday, Pats. Um, not as enjoyable to watch, but all in all, I think it was the better game. We, we finally got the clean sheet, um, but Pats were woeful as well. You know, Other than the, what, the first 15 minutes where they put some pressure on, they still didn't have a shot on target. I thought everybody was excellent again. Maybe not to the standard of uh, champs, but we kept them out. And uh, again, we had our, our problems in the final third, but we got the goal. And I guess we were clinical. We had one shot on target. We had one goal. So, you know, can't complain too much. Um, you can see it. All the boys putting in the effort, and uh, it's starting to pay off. And uh, hopefully we'll keep moving, and hopefully they'll start to gel in the final third uh, soon. Because we're, we're so, so close. But uh, look forward to uh, next weekend, and up the Rovers. That's your shout from the shed end. Don't forget, after the game against Dundalk on Saturday night, you can get them in on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 or on email to podcast at B-O-R-S-T dot I-E. Beer scorecast time now. Uh, we have four cases the White Act to give away from the game in Tala and the game in Nishikor. David McGee, who are our winners? So 
the unfortunate ones or the fortunate ones, depending on how they looked at the result against Shams on Friday night. We've got Eamon Kelly and we've got Fergal Gallagher. Thanks, lads. Um, for Pats on Monday, we've got Kenneth Loftus and Tom Corcoran. So all the lads got their predictions right via Twitter. So I'll be in touch over the next couple of days and we'll organise, get you in touch with White Hag and get a case of beer in your hands as soon as we can. And Jerry, do you want to touch on um, I suppose coming to the end is the is the is the fifty kilometers challenge that's coming to an end. So I suppose great great support shown by all. Yeah, it's gone really well. So um, I think we're the last few days, about three or four days left of it now. So it's gone remarkably well as as most things do uh, in regards to Rovers fundraising and stuff like that. So I think we're on about fifty seven and a half thousand now as we talk. So we'll probably hit the 60K, which is phenomenal. And uh, look, I think it's been a great fundraiser, but also it's been great to get people out and about and walking and uh, maybe a little bit more of a healthy lifestyle, including myself. So yeah, it's been really good. And thanks to everybody that's sponsored me or sponsored somebody else or whoever's taken part, just uh, really appreciated. And I think, look, it's a it's a, a, a real measure of, of the the supporters of the club and the people in and around Sligo and Mayo and Leitrim and Roscommon and South Donegal and you know everybody puts their shoulder to the wheel when uh, when it's needed so yeah big, big shout out big thanks and as well Jerry, the great catch result on, on Monday night certainly I suppose main highlight for a lot of people would have been the, the travel up and down you know kind of a, was a bit of a throwback to the previous years going up on the train yeah it was like bygone days um yeah, we had an absolute fabulous day out. It was the perfect day. Uh, great to travel by train. The weather was great. Got the got a great result. But uh, just a uh, big thanks to everybody at Irish Rail. Like they really looked after us, and um, you know it was really nice atmosphere on the train. And we had a few songs, we had a few drinks, and everything. So like they were they were really good. And but like as I said to your owner, it goes both ways as well. Like you know. Uh, we were probably really, you know, like we cleaned the carriage. All the young lads were going around with bags, picked up every single bit of litter or whatever. That, you know, place was spotless when we were getting off the train. And um, but like that was our, you know, like they were good to us, so we were good back to them. And um, we put a video up online there as well. And there was one or two fans from other clubs kind of taking the piss out of us that they were like, you know. It's, uh, what was it like uh, we weren't wild fans we were mild fans but you know um, that's just the way we conduct ourselves you know we have respect for the people that are working there and they have respect for us and we're not acting the, the arse and it's, I just find kind of found that a little bit amusing that fans of other clubs would find that amusing uh, yeah Right delighted to say now we're joined by Mark Rossler first of all Mark welcome along to the podcast Ah, thanks for having me. So, Mark, um, I suppose from looking on, from first, first of all, from your own perspective, your own take on, on Sligo Rovers' season so far, how things, how you see it? I think they've done wonderfully well. Um, I think, you know, everybody would have, uh, I suppose, not been annoyed. I don't mean it that way, but I suppose with Aidan Keane leaving so late in the window, everybody doesn't know how Max is going to take the mantle as lead striker. And in doing so, you know, getting Reese Hutchison in, uh, late in the window as well and he's hit the ground running I, I think we've done wonderfully well so far and you mentioned there 
Max leading the line now this season and you know we've talked to him for all the season long and you know I suppose is it, it, it does it come as a surprise that he has hit the ground run the way he has? You know he showed glimpses of it last year. Um, I I think genuinely the best thing I've seen from the other day was like the the goal he scored against Pats. It was under like I don't think any striker would have caught it that high in the air. To, to nearly outjump the keeper, uh, I think it was wonderful. I know, look at he's he's leading goal scorer and one of uh, one of the games he scored a hat trick against UCD. But you know that was the three goals, the one three two on the night. I I think he's led the line really well. Um, I think you know John has recruited very. He's been calculated in the way he's recruited and he's done well. You know by getting John Mann back because like a fit John Mann, you know in a bit of form is probably the best defender in the league. Like. Or he's in he's in the top two maybe with Mark Connolly, but um, you know, I think that's a wonderful sign. So it's it's kind of gone the way to Buckley, who would have been very good for the last couple of seasons. You haven't missed them, so that when he comes back, you don't need to rush him. And he's he's just a wealth of experience when he does come back as well. So it's it's from my take, I'd look at it from the outside, but it's been hugely positive. And that recruitment, you know, you mentioned John Mahan, you mentioned Rich Reese Hutchinson and I suppose it's the it's the outside recruitment as well, you know. Like I suppose John did play for us, as you mentioned, and Reese Hutchinson came over from from England. But I suppose Rovers would be known for a club that goes further afield, and we've seen players kind of come in that have that well known names from other countries. But they've they've certainly done well as well. Yeah, like Vashchuk has come in, Radosayevich, um Bolivac, I think this year has been wonderful. It took him took him a while to settle in, and he's been moved about a little bit. Um, but he he's technically very good. He can kind of, I suppose, the way that John will play with the two deep midfielders and and the three with Fitzgerald um, on one wing who can float. O'Sullivan, I suppose, chances been a little bit limited, but Levac on the right hand side, and then I've been pushed to right back this year. Um, he's he's been very, very impressive from my my take. I, th- I think. He should have done better a couple of games ago in shells when you know I I think it was a free out and he was on Fitzgerald it was a it was a definite foul um but he still has to defend the cross better and that's where you'll go as an attacking player you can forgive him for that but um I think he's been brilliant at right back I really really do um so look at it might it might just take a little bit of time for some people to find their feet a little bit but I think like in the midfield positions. It, it kind of helps when you have the likes of Bulger. Like, Bulger's been an animal this year. Um, I suppose, look, at I said, the worst thing about the likes of Greg and Deegan is that they're, like, 35. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that they're not going to be around for much longer. But, you know, that, that style of player is, is fading out in the League of Ireland because, you know, Greg, is, Greg has been wonderful. Your take now going on to Dundalk as well. Um, look, there's been an awful lot of people. You're well used to it. up there more successful more than anything else. What have you made of it so far? Uh, Dundalk's mad as a bag of cats, isn't it, really, over the last couple of seasons? Um, you know, Stevie has found it difficult to recruit players. He's got young players. He's got players in on loan. Um, pitch doesn't help. There's a lot of injuries. Pat Holben, you know, leads the line so well for him, but they've struggled to keep him fit for the last nine months. John Martin's a bit hit and miss. Like, if, if you were going, let's say, if you were probably talking to Nando and, and John Mann and saying the easiest game you've had this year was against Dundalk up there um, when the 1-2-1 in the, in the last last kick, last kick of the game, more or less. But, you know, like I, I think they struggle hugely when they don't have Pat playing for them. Robbie Benson's huge. 
Paul Doyle actually. Um, I seen him play against Shells a couple of a couple of weeks ago when they drew and uh, like Dundalk only started playing or moving the ball really well when Doyle came. You know, and he's he's a product of Rovers really, and you know he he's a wonderful passer of the ball. But the one he started to move the ball really quickly when he came in because Alfie Lewis didn't do it. You know, um, Shells went down to ten men relatively early. And um, Alfie didn't do it. Uh, Mali didn't do it. And it only started to happen probably around the 70th minute when when Paul Doyle came on. So he could be huge for them if he's playing on that particular night. But uh, I still think when on paper you look at Rovers, they're, they're too strong for them, in my opinion. And just in regards to Mark, was he too quick to take the job? Or, like, was he too to leave Pats? Because he was on to a good thing there after winning a cup, good budget building a really solid reputation. And now you kind of seem even... Go, you look like he was under pressure at Dundalk. Whereas, is it just an effective thing that he felt he had to go back there? No. Well, look, like if you were if you were to to chat to Stevie, albeit that he's a Galway man, like his, uh, in football in terms, Dundalk saved his career. Um, you know, I signed at the same time as him. I would have seen from him having that career and an injury where him and Shane Robinson clashed on a pitch against Shamrock Rovers. And, um, you know, you know, he thought his career was over and he reinvented himself uh, hugely, physically became unbelievable. And and he went on to lead Dundalk for, for a good couple of years after that. But I think, I'm not saying that he owes them. And and I suppose, like, you don't, like, you, you see with Timmy Clancy leaving already that, like, maybe, you know, maybe Pats is a bit of a poison chalice. You know, you look at the issues that Stevie had when he left. Alan, Alan Matthews is there on the bench Alan Matthews is Kelleher's friend so like you don't know what kind of snakes are in the grass down at that club as well so you know you don't you don't really hear what what goes on in the background if Stevie left I'm sure he done it for good reason and in your estimation where do you think Dundalk finished this year I would have had Dundalk finishing in fifth actually I would have had it that it was Shams to win at Derry second I had Pats to finish third Bowles fourth, Dundalk fifth, and Rovers finish sixth. Dundalk, I I don't see them finishing ahead of Rovers, so it'll just be a case. So and and as well as that, you look at Pats the way they're going. They're, they're gonna they're gonna have to, I suppose, recruit a good manager. Um, I suppose they can get them playing the way that they want to. Um. I would have thought that Boko might have been in for that, to be honest, you know, because they loved him there. They loved the style of play. Um, and I think Chris Forrester excelled under him as well when he when he, when he he played under Boko. But, you know, it's, it'll be an interesting one um, because, Pats, you don't know what you're going to get with them at the minute either. And if you were to give a prediction for the game on Saturday night, Mark? I would have said 2-0. 2-0 Rovers. Um I think at times, like I, you know, I would have done or like I would have been chatting to you about it on Twitter, maybe. But I would have said that the annoyance for me with the Rovers when they're playing is that they don't move the ball quick enough when they've got opportunities to do so, and they've got two of the best wingers in the league in Hartman and Fitzgerald for running at players. So, like, if you move the ball quickly, you can isolate them at one v one against their, I suppose, against their fullbacks. Um, Dundalk have the same issue. You know, I know that they're on the back of two wins, but, you know, you're looking at Drada and UCD. No disrespect to them. And, you know, Drada are very, they're a gamey bunch, but UCD are a bit of the whipping boys this year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take too much out of that because 
you know, in the five games previous, they hadn't they hadn't won in their five games previous. I know you look at it and go, look, you have to take all the teams on their merit, and I get that. But if you were on the back of beating Shamrock Rovers and Derry coming into this game, you go, right, this is something different. Yeah. But I, I'd still be looking at Rovers and, and saying that, yeah, it's it's there for them. If they turn up on the night, I, I've got no doubt they'll get the victory. I think you'd take a lot of positive as well from the way you've seen Rovers been set up the last two games against Shams and Pats. Like, in fairness to John Russell, you know, tactically, we were outstanding even against Shams. Look, they took their opportunities. There's not an awful lot you can do about that. But I thought against Pats, like, Russell got a bang on the money. It was like the perfect away performance. You take that and you yeah. take really to not go into the game, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course you would. You know, it's it's difficult. They've got quality. Um, like at Pats, like with the likes of Forrester Mulraney, they've got lads that have played at great level. Owen Doyle, you know, they they can hurt you. Um, but in saying that, like the, the, the way the Rovers have been set up, the continuity with Nando and John now, um, I know right back has been a bit of an issue, but it, it wasn't, you know, getting the two lads injured at the one time. But, you know, Brandon Falk is back now. Reese has been wonderful. And even in the Shells game, when Lafferty played, for a lad who hadn't started all season, you know, looks very fit and he was seamless in there as well. So I think the continuity helps, you know, in the midfield. Browning, I think, has done really well and a bit of an unsung hero there when he's got... Uh, Bulger in there beside him, you know, Caelan Barlow when he starts or when he comes on is all action. So it's just they've they've done well that they haven't, you know, they've been able to keep continuity going. So like that can be huge for for momentum and and you know it's it's moving in the right direction. You know, it's important that don't you don't get ahead of yourself. But like you win on, on, on Saturday night, you're three points ahead of Dundalk, depending on how Derry go. You know, you could be level on points with Derry, so you're you're joint and tired. I know they have a better goal difference, but it's still you're moving up and you're you know you're looking ahead of you rather than behind you. Right, lads. Final part of this week's show. We'll look ahead now to Saturday night. Just back at the showgrounds for a game against Dundalk. You know, it, it's great to be back at home. First of all, I suppose. Absolutely. After those two grueling away games, with it hopefully being packed, I can imagine it's going to be a big crowd. You know, after after that big result there the other night, so. You know, that the place should be hopping. Um so that that'll be a big thing now going forward. Because like you look at our attendances as well, it's amazing. Like after after Saturday night there'll be over twenty thousand through the gates of the showgrounds already this season. That's incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. You know, so you know, hopefully we can give them the right result as well and you know, continue to build on this crowd as well. Because, you know, as as Russell has been saying con- consistently, like and we've mentioned it here in the podcast about the showgrounds becoming a real fortress this season. And, you know, the atmosphere is building throughout the throughout the ground all year. So, you know, it's nice to get a continuation of that. So I think, you know, to get a big game like this now coming up at the weekend, you know, I think it's really important that we do get the right results. And I'm back, I do back as I think we'll get, I think we'll win it. I'd, I'd like to say 2-0. And Jerry, we should we should have more than enough to to get the win. Yeah, I think we will. We're, we're a better team and a better squad than Dundalk. I know we're kind of in around the same as them in terms of points wise, but I just think we have more depth and more quality than them. I think to kind of live a little bit off the the plastic pitch in Ireland as well, and um, if Hoban or Hoban isn't firing in all the cylinders, they they don't fire at all. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be confident. Plus, as well, I think, uh, just what. The lads were saying there, you know, two grueling away games. Uh, I think for the next six or something like that are at home. 
So we've a real opportunity to make the, the showgrounds the fortress and get a run together. So I think we'd be starting with this and I, I'd be confident going against uh, Dundalk. And Donald, does, if Greg Bulger is fit, does he come back in? Oh, I'd say so, but like, uh, just, I wish I shared the lads' optimism. Um, maps to read red in this game on, on Saturday night. Are you? Yeah, well, like, during, because every time I say we're dreading the game, we always win. So. Oh, right. So, I'm going to do that. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> I, 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 if if you have me a point now, I take your hand clean off. But uh, uh, yeah, I'd be really, really worried. Dundalk are a fantastic side, great football inside. Stephen Don is an absolute god of football, and uh, he's a tactical genius. And um, I'm just really worried. I think they, they might have us. Uh, they might have us sus. So really worried about going to this game. I, I take a point now. Dundalk title contenders and. Uh, just, just, I just hope we put on a good performance. That's all. And anything, anything more than a point is. Uh, do you know? What, do you know? It'd be amazing if we went on a massive run now, winning about fucking ten games in a row. But every time you come to the pod and come back to Donald, I'm really worried about this game. We're shy. <laughs> <laughs> Look like some lunatic in the pod. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, it's it's look at it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. I'm not going to jinx it anyway. Are you hundred percent? Mayor Donald, I, I have to sit in a certain position on the couch when I'm watching Sligo Rovers, so don't talk to me about superstitions, all right? <laughs> and David, like, it's, uh, you know, like, I suppose it all depends, really, you know, it's, it's hard to change a winning team, David, but, you know, it depends who's back from injury. Um was there 10 players unavailable the last day? I know you have the long-term absentees, but it is hard to change a winning Yeah, it's tough to, to change a winning team. But for me, if I was the manager, I'd be bringing Greg straight back in. He's been immense this year. He's got his first goal. It's going to be a frustrating. And you know what Greg's like. He'll be chomping at the bit if he's anywhere near trying to get play and he'll, be, he'll want to get on the field. So for me personally, yeah, I, I would bring him back in. I think um, Browning's more than capable of of filling in and, and has been very good for us. But, but Greg's Greg Greg's been firing on all cylinders this year, so I definitely bring him in. I don't think there's anything to fear. Jerry's Jerry's right. In what he's saying they're they're level with us on 19 points. With one more goal scored against us, or sorry, uh, one more goal in terms of goal difference. But from what I've seen of them, and it has been a huge amount. Um, they're a bit wishy washy. I think. I think if. Uh, if it's going their way, a few other players might kind of look to, to get at it. But if it's not going their way at all, then they're just disinterested. I think we're a better, we are a better squad. We're better man for man. And I think the performance Friday night, not the result, obviously, as we've said, but then the different type of performance of coming away with three points on Monday night is going to be huge for the lads. The back four, a clean sheet, the back five, sorry, and the clean sheet is going to help as well. There's a number of players coming back. How many of them actually make it? And how much willingness there is to change it. Um, we'll be interested to see that Saturday night as well. But I fully expect us to take three points. Um, I'm not going to share in Donald's dread, superstition, fear, <laughs> or whatever else you want to call it. But uh, I've, I'm fully confident that we'll take all three points on Saturday night. Just I, I listen. They, I wouldn't all joke to say they wouldn't undermine Dundalk. Like they, they still have some quality in the side. They have like Pat Hobel, obviously. That lad has displayed, uh, I suppose, on the left wing for them. Yeah, yeah, like Tullock, Yeah, yeah. Like he, like he, he's shown in a couple of games. Like he's, he's created a lot of trouble uh, for opposition, and um, he's won a couple of penalties. I think he scored a good goal. I can't remember what game that was. I was watching as well. Uh, Shells. He scored a bullet against Shells. 
Yeah. And then you have your man, uh, 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 Robbie Benson. Like, listen, the uh, uh, slog in the midfield, like, they're no dopes, lads. You know what I mean? It's certainly, oh, I wouldn't be going into this game, like, thinking, oh, we've, we've, we've the points to the bag. Like, genuinely, um, they're, they're come down here and they'll probably relish playing on, on a better surface as well. So, look at, we we need to be up as up for as we were for the two games the weekend if we have any aspirations to get it out of this game. Just you know what I mean? Genuinely. I don't think we take anything for granted. I suppose we just yeah, look, we're not just a little bit confident that we'll get the three points. Like at the end of the day there, like for the past game we had ten players uh unavailable. Like that's unbelievable. Um and still to be able to turn in the performances that we are is a credit to, you know, Everyone and I thought, uh, just you know, we're talking about uh, whether you bring Greg back into the team. And I thought it was uh, Lagerfeld's best game for us so far this uh, this season. I thought he was really, really good there on Monday night. I'm not calling him Brown, you can call him Lagerfeld. Barfield, I said that before. And if you're going to do a prediction there, David 3 1, I think it's going to be 3 1. Yeah, I think we're going to get back amongst the goals. Um, but yeah, I'm confident in a good win. Donald. Or on one one, Jerry. Um, I think we win two now. Yourself, Ronan. I'd say three one myself. Say who? Two Rovers. Had a boy, Ronan. What is he? <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Donald says. You can't take anything for granted. So you know. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Donald. Thank you, Jerry. Oh yeah, thanks, Ronan. Uh, just one last thing. Uh, happy fortieth birthday to Kevin Callahan over in Slovakia. I don't know what it, I don't know how to say it in Slovakian, but anyways. <laughs> Thank you, David. Cheers, Roland. We went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. this day.